0: Hello, everybody, and welcome as we continue our exploration of the Soviet Union's expansion into Eastern Europe. Today, we're going to be turning our attention to Bulgaria. But where is Bulgaria? Well, it's a country in southeastern Europe, and it has Romania to its north and Greece and Turkey to the south. As we have been looking at in previous episodes, we're gonna be really thinking about whether the Soviet Union was acting aggressively or instead maybe it was acting defensively. But also we'll be thinking about the methods that it was using and whether there's any continuity with what was happening in other Eastern European countries. So let's begin after the break with a summary of what was happening in Bulgaria. Bulgaria's position in World War II was an interesting one, because in the early stages of World War II, Bulgaria was neutral. It hadn't taken a side. But in March 1941, it swung its allegiance to the axis powers nazi germany and fascist italy now this would mean that the country was of course at odds with the western powers the united states france britain and so on but what was interesting about bulgaria in world war ii was that it was not at odds with the soviet union that being said, the Soviet Union did declare war on Bulgaria on the 5th of September, 1944, and a communist led Fatherland Front executed a coup on, well, a couple of days later, on the 9th of September, gaining support from pro-Soviet members of the Bulgarian population, moving swiftly onto the uh, capital of Bulgaria, Sofia, with, of course, the support of the Red Army. By mid-1945, towards, of course, the, the end of the Second World War and beyond, the Fatherland Front was under firm communist control. Now, Soviet techniques, thinking about the methods now, of course, the, the Soviet techniques and policies on Bulgaria really resembled those that we had seen in other Eastern European countries. Now, while Stalin aimed to avoid conflict with Western powers until peace treaties were signed, for example, he compelled the communist led Bulgarian government to include opposition members, he would later advise the communists to suppress opposition to communist rule. Stalin even encouraged the creation of a Labour Party to provide a more acceptable facade for their control. In elections held on the 19th of November, 1945, the Fatherland Front secured a majority of the vote. In fact, obtaining 90% of the votes. Perhaps a surprising, even unbelievable amount of the vote. The Front refused to include opposition representatives in the government. And in subsequent elections in on the 27th of October 1946, the Front actually captured 366 of the 465 parliamentary seats. And it of course began using coercion against its main opponent, which in Bulgaria was the Peasant Party. Now Stalin allowed the communists to eliminate the opposition. And the Bulgarian Communist Party accelerated its radical agenda, including nationalization of industry, agricultural collectivization, and the establishment of a one party state following the creation of the common form. Welcome back as we. Do our usual multiple choice quiz that we always do at the end of these podcasts. These are an excellent opportunity to really test how much we have taken from today's episode. So grab a pen, grab some paper. Let's start the quiz. Question one. When did the Soviet Union declare war on Bulgaria? Was it the first of September 1944? Was it the 5th of September, 1944? Was it C, the 9th of September, 1944? Or was it D, the 12th of September, 1944? Question two. Who executed a coup on the 9th of September, 1944? Was it A, the Fatherland Front? Was it B, the motherland front? Was it C, the mother care front? Or was it D, the peasant party? Question three. What strategy did Stalin adopt in dealing with opposition in Bulgaria until peace treaties were signed? Was it A, open confrontation? Violent confrontation? Was it B. Suppression of Opposition? Was it C. Diplomatic Negotiations? Or was it D. Supporting Opposition Parties? Question 4. What percentage of the vote did the Fatherland Front secure in the elections held on the 19th of November 1945? Was it A. 70%? Was it B, 80%, was it C, 90% or was it D, 100%? Last question, question five, what measures did the Bulgarian Communist Party undertake after the creation of the common form? Was it A, encouraging free market reforms? Was it B, support for a monarchy? Was it C, accelerated radical agenda, including nationalisation and collectivisation? Or was it D, pursuing diplomatic negotiations with the West? Okay. Hopefully you've had time to have a go at those questions. As ever, there's always opportunity to pause and go back if you missed any of those questions and options so answer time question one when did the Soviet Union declare war on Bulgaria the answer for that one was B the 5th of September 1944 question two who executed a coup on the 9th of September 1944 well that was the fatherland front three What strategy did Stalin adopt in dealing with opposition in Bulgaria until peace treaties were signed? That was B. The suppression of opposition. Question four, the penultimate question. What percentage of the vote did the Fatherland Front secure in the elections held on the 19th of November 1945? The answer to that one was, of course, C. 90%. And question five. What measures did the Bulgarian Communist Party undertake after the creation of common form? That answer was C the accelerated radical agenda, including nationalization and collectivization. Welcome back. Time for some final thoughts. Was the Soviet Union's actions in Bulgaria aggressive or defensive? Well, it could be accused of being aggressive since Bulgaria didn't really target the Soviet Union during World War Two. It was at odds with the Western powers, but not quite so much with the Soviet Union. However, it could equally be argued that perhaps its actions were more defensive. Of course, Bulgaria was an ally with Italy and Nazi Germany. It could well have been the case that the Soviet Union was fearful that Bulgaria might easily swing their attention eastwards, or at least allow Nazi Germany and and fascistic Italy their support, or at least a more convenient path to invade the Soviet Union. Indeed when Nazi Germany did invade the Soviet Union the fear might have been that Bulgaria might at the very least have supported Nazi Germany with resources and with other munitions as well. Let's think about the tactics, let's think about the techniques, the methods that seem to be used in Bulgaria well a recurring theme is the use of the red army we've seen this in other countries as well the red army marching into sofia and really allowing the communists to grow in influence and power in the country but there were other similar tactics as well we might well see that initially opposition parties were not eliminated they were at least initially tolerated and allowed to exist on that front it might seem that perhaps the Soviet Union wasn't that aggressive but certainly once these elections had been held the Soviet Union seems to be a little bit more aggressive in taking control in Bulgaria obtaining 90 percent of the vote on the 19th of November 1945 is a staggering amount of support some would say an unbelievable amount of support and certainly gaining 366 of the 465 parliamentary seats in on the 27th of october 1946 may also suggest that there was some underhanded business business in bulgaria to ensure the communists were successful and once the communists had taken control of course as we'd seen in other countries They eliminate the opposition and they initiate their radical agenda. So, gradually ramping up the aggressive, assertive techniques in this Eastern European country. Thank you for listening to today's podcast focusing on the communist takeover in Bulgaria. Our next episode will be looking at the Soviet expansion into Czechoslovakia. That will be our final episode, uh, overall looking at the Soviet expansion into Eastern Europe. If you've enjoyed today's episode and found it useful, please make sure you leave a review, please make sure you subscribe, and of course please tell others as well. Also, if you have found today's episode useful, then please make sure you go back and have a look at our back catalogue. We've had a look at other important issues in the Cold War, such as looking at the ideological differences and looking at the Yalta and Potsdam conferences. We'll see you next time.